0: Welcome to the Wanderlearn podcast. I'm your host, Frantz Tapon. In this episode, I go deep into the Wanderlearn archives. Over a decade ago, when I first started this podcast, it was a podcast with Julia Trunko. She is an Estonian of Russian descent. Very fascinating conversations. One of my favorites. We became friends. That was our first meeting, but we stayed friends ever since. She's a fascinating character and a great objective perspective on her life in Estonia. It's still relevant today, what she says. and I think you'll enjoy this discussion and you'll enjoy the Estonian music that I kind of placed in between the episode itself this episode was sponsored by my patrons at patreon.com slash ftapon so go out there and check that out next week we're going to have a special episode with Sim Blanchard he's the only guy I've invited back onto the podcast because his first episode was so popular it's the one about living a meaningful life so because everybody loved that episode so much I'm pulling him back in so, tune in for that next week. But for now, enjoy this talk from the archives back in 2008. Julia Trunko. Welcome to the Wander Learn podcast. I'm here with Julia Trutko from Estonia. Correct. And you also have a Russian descent. Tell us a little bit about where you were born and raised, and a little bit about your childhood and your upbringing.
1: I was born in Russia, in St. Petersburg, the second largest city in Russia. But I was six years old when my family moved to Estonia. The reason for the move was that my dad dad got a job there. And uh, I lived there from six till uh, 2001. And then I moved to the United States. Um, I spent six years in Florida. Hold on one second. You
0: moved in 2001. That was a momentous year for America.
1: Oh, yeah, that's right, yeah, Just a few months before uh September eleventh
0: Wow, And where did you move to, and what happened? Where were you when September eleventh happened?
1: I was in Florida, and uh, I studied there, and then I decided to move to a better place because I found Florida a little bit um boring for older people, so I moved to San Francisco. And I've been here for a year and a half, or something like that, I see. yeah,
0: so then tell me a little bit about your childhood and how many years total then you spent in Estonia, and where in Estonia you were living. Did you move around at all? or Were you always in the same city?
1: No, I moved around as as always <laughs> um I lived in Tallinn in the capital, and my parents still live there. Um, but I went to school to Tartu, because I think that's the best university. It's not like I think this is the fact, this is the best place to go to school. University of Tartu, uh, which has a lot of history and some good programs. So um, I went there to study, and I studied uh, semiotics and theory of culture for six years. Uh, four years bachelor for bachelor degrees, uh, degree, and then one year for master.
0: Tell me a little bit more about that degree and what you were exactly you were studying. It sounds like you were studying a little bit about the uh, Russian and Estonian relations.
1: Well, it just was my thesis, but uh, semiotics itself—it's um, it's something something in between psychology, linguistics, cultural studies. It's a mixed discipline. The reason I chose it uh, chose it because, as a Russian minority, I didn't have many choices to study in Russian. And um, my Estonian uh, wasn't that good to study in Estonian. And I just wanted to study in Russian. And uh, basically, I didn't have many choices uh, at that university. So, um, And that school was really good. We had some teachers, uh, the worldwide known uh, instructors. So um, that was a good program. So that's why I went uh, for that.
0: And Tartu is the best university in Estonia, without right? A doubt. It was
1: it was founded in uh, 1634, sixteen thirty four thirty two, and it has a long history, with the museums, and it's really big. And how many students? I I'm not sure. Roughly, yeah. Well,
0: five thousand or ten thousand or not
1: sure. No, not sure. Okay, yeah, great. it's not huge because country is small, right? But I'm not sure about the number.
0: The total population of Estonia, I believe, is 1.3 million. That's
1: correct. When I was there, I always thought uh, it's uh, 1.5. But a lot of people immigrated Uh, since Estonia became independent. Some Russians went back to Russia, and some, uh, some younger people went to Europe, America. Actually, a lot of my classmates just moved out. They got a degree and then moved out of the country. Just for a alive, life, yeah. Nice.
0: Tell me a little bit about the two cities that you spent a lot of time in, which was Tallinn and Tartu. How do they compare? A lot of people, they go to Tallinn only, which is the capital of Estonia, and they never get to see Tartu. Um, just give us a little bit of comparison. Places to go there, see, things to see. Parts of the highlights of Estonia that you think are the coolest places for people who are thinking about traveling to Estonia to visit.
1: Right. Tallinn is the capital, and uh, that's the best uh, place to go. A lot of things going on, and it's the most interesting city in the in not uh, northern the world in Estonia. Uh, comparing to Tartu, Tartu is known uh, for school, so uh, a lot of students there. It's empty during the summer because it's vacation time. Uh, it's uh, like we compare San Francisco and Berkeley. Berkeley is small. It's known for uh, its school, a lot of students. It's some something to see for the tourists, but. Uh, Tallinn, the capital, is bigger and uh, more diverse.
0: What about the in the weather and as far as when to go? You're saying that uh, Tartu kind of it gets becomes empty in the summer, mm-hmm. and I imagine because of its northern latitude, you get a lot of daylight in the summer. Is is the best time to go in the summer to visit Estonia, or or it, would it be fun to do cross country skiing all the time in the winter?
1: Uh, not really cross country <laughs> skiing. Actually, there is not much snow during the winter, even, uh, cause weather is uh, is not as good. It's not. It has four seasons, but summer is is not real summer. And winter, um, everybody is happy if they if they have snow during uh, New Year's Eve, which is the most important holiday uh, for Estonians. Maybe the Christmas is the most important, but uh, for Russians, it's still New Year's it's it's a tradition so people are very happy if they uh, can see snow during that day um, and night but um
0: when you were growing up how many would you say half the time you had snow on new year's eve about half the time yeah
1: yeah most of the time it's kind of rainy cloudy and uh, some people say there's a funny story about um estonia's weather and they say um Oh, Pele, like a typical Estonian name. Hey, why are you so pale? Why are you so white? Don't you have a summer in Estonia? He was like, yes, we do. But I was sick that day. So I missed it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
0: Um, but in the summer, it's not. I mean, I've been there in the summer. It's not so bad. It, they, you said that they don't really have a so summer. You're
1: lucky you got you know a few days because it, it <laughs> never was enough for me. I could never swim. The 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 sea was too cold. But most of the people can can go to the beach and uh, relax. So summer is the best time to go, and the fall.
0: But you know, uh, Estonians and these and Russians. I mean, they can be crazy. They love their saunas. They'll jump in their saunas and and then they'll jump into cold water right afterwards i mean the, that's their tradition so you're saying i can't swim these guys are jumping into ice cold water
1: <laughs> really that happens too yeah yeah i don't think majority of people does that do that but um some people do yeah mm-hmm. yeah
0: what about uh, any of the national parks that uh, are worth seeing there or some of the nature estonia is a very flat country
1: that's right no mountains there um Parks, national parks, I don't know much about it. They're not well known. Estonia is not well known for this. Uh, they have some little parks. I used to go for a walk uh, in the center of Tallinn. But um, national parks, I know they do exist, like uh, Lahama Park, but... Um, uh, it's not th- something significant, I think.
0: It's hard to compare, let's say, to Yosemite. I don't know if you've actually Right, yeah,
1: people Yosemite. come there especially for that, to Yosemite. But in Estonia, it's not that uh, right. uh, important for tourists. They mostly go to Old Town, right. uh, and that's the best place to go if you go to the capital of Estonia.
0: Did you get to visit any of the islands off of Estonia, like Sarama?
1: No, I always okay. wanted to go, but no. I, I heard it's beautiful there and it's definitely worth, worth to go, but I've never been there.
0: Tell us a little bit about the history of Estonia. As far as, you know, focus on any time period you want to. But, Julia, we're interested in hearing a little bit more about uh, the background of Estonia that you think is, is, is worth remembering. I know that you've done some comparative history and you've looked at some of the relations uh, and whatever you would like to talk about that you think... Uh, the people who are listening to this podcast would be right.
1: interested. yeah i can talk more about the um, time uh, when estonia became independent and soviet union time during the uh soviet union time i was young but i remember a lot of things and many people think that was a miserable time but i don't think so i was a happy child because mm-hmm. i didn't have anything to compare i remember i was a pioneer it's important to me it was important to me be, to become a pioneer it was a communist time but uh, i didn't suffer what's a pioneer pioneer it's like a boy scout girl scouts uh-huh. it's an organization but it's also uh has more strong uh, ideology you know com- communism was behind it so you wanted to become a better citizen not like boy scouts i don't think mm-hmm. it's so connected to
0: Okay. Yeah, it's uh, Boy Scouts less connected to the government. Boy Scouts have a little bit of a religious kind of Christian connotation in America, but it's but it's probably not as government focused and being a better citizen, but to the toward the government itself specifically, probably I'm guessing uh, compared to let's say being
1: right a, pioneer a, a
0: pioneer. Right.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, and it's a, it was a big accomplishment. You got to be a good student at school to become a pioneer. So the, you feel so proud of yourself when finally you you you've been admitted to that organization.
0: Did you feel that the communism was falling apart at that time, or did you did you not see it coming in the nineteen eighties? I did not
1: see. At least I don't remember. I see. It was kind of surprising to me when Estonia became independent. But again, I was young. I was about uh, uh, thirteen or something. Yeah. So I didn't think much. I was. I I got the feeling that something is going on. Uh, in the society, because my parents were stressed out and uh, we were kind of nervous about coming up changes. We wanted that, but we were weren't sure it's going to work out well for the regular citizens.
0: In your school, tell me a little bit about the education. Was was During the Soviet times, Was were the classes taught in Estonian or were they taught in Russian? Were they taught mi- mixed? What was the percentage of students? In classes?
1: Estonian, uh, or not my school. I went to Russian school. I, I lived in a uh, russian neighborhood and neighborhoods were separated there are only few mixed uh, neighborhoods so estonians lived uh, on a different part of the city and then russians lived kind of isolated
0: do you know why
1: It just uh, uh linguistic well culturally cultures are very different mm. and russian mentality it was so hard for russians to integrate into society estonian society when estonia became independent because Um, Russia was always, um, a big country and they were, um, it's not about high self-esteem, but it was harder to adjust to smaller culture Mm -hmm. with the, for example, when Estonia became independent, the program uh, has changed in school. So we needed to study Estonian writers, Estonian history more. And comparing to Russian history, that was not important, not that interesting to us. And so, and Russian, Estonian literature and the writers were not even close, you know, I mean, professional level. Right. So
0: Estonia didn't have their Pushkin.
1: No. <laughs> no <laughs> or Pushkin. Tolstoy. No.
0: <laughs> Although Estonia may not have produced the most famous writers, like a Pushkin, that singing tradition has gone back for a while. So we're going to take a quick break from the podcast and listen to a track from one of their Music stars, They're pop music stars. Her name is Ines, and she had an album called Magamata Öd, and this particular track is called Arete Sar, and you'll have a chance to hear more like pop music. Then we're going to go back into the interview and then take another break from the interview later on in just a few minutes, and you're going to be listening to Jan Tate and to get a different perspective of Estonian music. And then finally, we'll end the podcast with my favorite song which is basically called the beehive which is one of their big national anthems that became very popular during their singing revolution when they overthrew the soviet union for now go ahead and enjoy this track from Ines it's called Are (laughs) Tesar So let's shift and talk a little bit. We'll go back. I, I, I'm very curious about the Russian and Estonian relations, not just as they were when you were a girl growing up there, but also how they are today. But before we get back to that, I wanted to talk a little bit about the uh, music in Estonia and maybe how it compares to Russian music, for example. Since you've you've have a foot in each culture, so it's your an interesting person to talk to in that respect. So any any uh, opinions on that? Because as you are growing up as a teenager, you must have listened to a lot of music. What? I
1: didn't listen to any music in Estonian, and I didn't know much about it. I listened to, to the Russian music. So I always watched Russian TV, and I wasn't any special about this. It's just a Russian neighborhood, so I kept living life um, according to Russian tradition. But it became a little different because Estonia is a European country, so... It was different. I went to Russia and I didn't feel right there. It's. Uh, it was. Um, I think Estonia, Russians, and Estonia were doing better, and mentality was changing. So it was different.
0: What is the difference between? That's a very interesting comment. As what is different between Russia? Living in Russia, what what con- what cities did you go to? Did you go to Saint Petersburg yeah, and Moscow? Saint
1: Petersburg, or I wore, uh, visited countryside where you where you can really see uh, real Russia, right? Where my grandparents uh, lived and they still live there, and I loved going there. I went there uh, every summer and every holiday, so four times a year. So I was very touched. Where were to they? Uh, Pskov,
0: and where is that? Uh, it's re- so, about
1: uh, five hours from Saint Petersburg by train.
0: I see to the south. Uh, or Southeast?
1: Uh, southeast.
0: I see. And so you went out there for e- every year?
1: A few times a year, yes, to visit my grandparents. And I I had friends there from different cities in Russia.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And basically I was raised and formed there, you know. Um, not raised. I went to, to school in Estonia, but I was very attached to Russian uh, culture because I went to a um, Russian village there.
0: What about, tell me a little bit about growing up and seeing the contrast between the people who were living in Russia at the time. You said that it was just different. You didn't feel comfortable in many ways when you were in Russia.
1: Right, the, the service was rude. And because comparing to Estonia, everyone's the so polite. It's more European. Um, in Russia, people, um, they drink a lot and um, they're so proud of being Russians. Well, it's not about proud, but uh, they always point and pointed that out. So, uh, Would
0: they look down on you as saying you're not really yeah, Russian? I think
1: it's about uh, they were kind of jealous because we became independent. We always uh, did better economically. And they didn't like that somebody became separated. So they wanted everybody to keep together. But that was a long time ago. Now I think it's changed because it, it happened many years ago. So and it was what was weird, weird to me. Um, When Estonia became independent, all the signs in the street changed, so they took off all the Russian plates, uh, like the name of the streets, uh, the signs on the stores. everything was uh, changed. So I got used to uh, to see uh, the names and the streets, and actually, the streets became even renamed because some of them had a communistic connotation, so they changed. Uh it's kind of uh, unusual when you leave uh, and you got used to your school had one name or your street had one name and then it's changed.
0: Right. For example, if it was called Leninstrasse, you would say, whoa, it's not Leninstrasse. Well, now. I was
1: born in, born in Leningrad, actually. OK. So that city was named after Lenin. Sure. And then it became St. Petersburg. Right. Um, so that's one of the examples. So when I went to Russia, it was so uh, weird to me to see all these signs, like the store is closed, to see it in Russian. That was my native language, but I didn't get <laughs> to use it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right.
0: Now, do you speak uh, Estonian fluently or just do you, since you didn't really learn Estonian in school? Well, I were... did
1: learn, but they didn't teach well. For some reasons, they didn't have, they never had good teachers.
0: Did they have, were the teachers Estonians or were the teachers Russians who spoke Estonian?
1: Um, both. Okay. Yeah. And it, if a, a teacher is Estonian, it doesn't mean she teaches better. Fair enough. Yeah, it depends. But at least
0: the accent might be a little bit more authentic. Right,
1: but the accent's still going to be the same. It's hard to change. it. But yeah, again, you're right. Yeah. I had uh, different teachers Russian-speaking and Russian speaking and Estonian speaking. And none of them was really good.
0: It's interesting because I've had some people in Estonia say that they had Russian. They learned Russian for 10 years in school, and yet they didn't learn any Russian. And in other words, they're Estonians, and they were going to Estonian schools. And so they didn't teach Russian very well. And then conversely, you're saying that the... Russian schools were not teaching Estonian very well. Yeah, h-
1: and it's not only my opinion. It's it was everywhere in the press, like the the in the newspapers, like we don't have enough good teachers of Estonian uh, in Russian uh, schools.
3: Maaga ma jääks katta oma tekkiga et väsimus must läks olen homme parem kui oli neile olen homme parem kui olin täna olen homme parem kui oli neile olen homme parem Kui olin täna. Uuni tuule rutuga, et maaga Katta oma tekki et väsimus must läks. Olen homme pare kui olin eile. Olen homme pare.
0: Welcome back to the Wanderlearn podcast. We're here with Yulia Trunko, and we are talking about Estonia. So let's talk a little bit more about the Estonian-Russian relations, which I think are very interesting. Uh, Today, I know you haven't lived in Estonia for many years, but do you still have friends, family out there that you communicate with? Do you still follow a little bit about the situation out there? Yes, I do. And so tell me a little bit about how things are going there at this point.
1: Things are going better economically and um, Russians became more integrated in the society and Estonians are not that focused on the Russian integration now they kind of left Russians alone if somebody doesn't want to learn language they left them alone they don't push um, anymore and because Estonians were more focused on uh, integration was integration to the European Union so the focus kind of changed uh but the problem still exists the Russians are still separated uh, because that's where their choice they they don't want to become uh, a part of it's hard for them i don't i think it's even impossible i think few generations need to change younger younger people integrated because they uh, even if they went to the to russian russian school to get a great education um and to make a career You have to study in Estonian. There is no choice for you now to get a good degree in Russian and have a great career unless you have your own business. So you're on the thing. And uh, what happened was, I think it was kind of planned. I didn't feel comfortable. It wasn't official statistics. But when I went to the university, they didn't accept uh, many Russians on the most uh, prestigious um, uh, department. Like, if you want to become a lawyer or doctor, if you look at the statistics, the group is 30 people, for example, and only one or two are Russian speakers. So, um, and exams were the same. You study history, you study... uh, You have to write an essay. Um, But I think they just wanted elite to be Estonian speakers. And that was one of the... um, plans
0: one of their requirements requirements yes
1: and it wasn't official like if you're Russian you cannot but um, I know some of my um, friends even changed the name just it looks Estonian when you look at the name because they thought you but you have no future if you have a Russian name they um, they even became married to Estonians and they or if they had some opportunity to do it uh, legally like their grandparents were Estonian so they had the opportunity to change your last name first name they must have never changed because it's it's too much but for the last name they became they got different names
0: you're listening to the Wanderlearn podcast. I'm Francis Tapon, and I'm here with Yulia Trunko and she is an Estonian uh, who has Russian descent. So it's one of those, Estonia is a country that's made up, Yulia, of about, what, 25% Russian? Is that about right? Or is it yeah, a little bit right. more? Yeah,
1: Yeah. It used to be more, but um, it's, it's 25% now.
0: Do you know much about what the economy is doing in 2008 out there in Estonia?
1: Uh, I think economy is pretty good comparing the, what it was before and I think Estonia is doing better than any of the countries, uh, Eastern European countries um, and then it was doing better comparing to Lithuania and Latvia for example but again it's my opinion I don't have facts for that and I think it's mostly because of the neighbors because Finland is closer so influence from Scandinavian countries is uh, uh, is happening.
0: What about the relationships that you have with Latvia and Lithuania? Do you, how is that going up? Did you even think about them? Did you Not you...
1: really, you know. We we have great relationships.
0: So yeah. there's no positive or negative feelings?
1: Yeah, it's pretty neutral. The same as other countries, European countries. Mm-hmm.
0: To me, it's fascinating because you're so close to each other, and yet the relationships, they don't seem to know each other that well. The, either none of the Baltic countries seem to be that integrated with each other.
1: Right. And um,
0: I realize their language is different, but still, you would think that maybe... Right.
1: We've, we have great relationship. We travel. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's good to identify uh, ourselves because we're all Balt- Baltic countries. But um, I don't think we. I don't think it should be better. I think it's normal.
0: What about things that you like the best about Estonian? What do you, What do you might miss that you wish you know we had here in America, for example? Things that you wish you could import: ideas, food, whatever.
1: Uh nothing about food. I w- wouldn't focus on that. I think. Uh, People are more interesting. They they know more about the world. They're not that focused on uh, their country, and they uh, they talk about uh, other countries, and they have more respect for uh, not respect, more interest for uh, for the world. An average Estonian or Russian-speaking Estonian, they know more about history of the world. And how life is everywhere. They watch what's going on in America, in Russia. So that's a good thing, I think. You're more worldly and they travel a lot. Um that's I think the biggest um difference.
0: What about the thing that you like the least that you're that you're glad to have left behind?
1: Climate and uh <laughs> that uh, tension between Russian speaking um Minority and uh, Estonian minority. Because I moved when I moved out, I, I put everything on the list. Because that was my voluntarily choice to to go to America, and uh, so I had the climate on the list. Economy is better in America, and I am not gonna have uh, this confrontation. I'm not gonna feel like I'm a sec- second sort person in America because. It's Everyone is so friendly here. It doesn't man, make any difference what's your cultural background.
0: How are they different, the Estonians versus the Russians there?
1: So English became the, the central uh, language to learn. So Russians learn a lot of English and they can communicate. The Estonians don't know Russians and a lot of young Estonian, Estonians don't learn Russian. The older generation, they all speak because they were born in the Soviet Union. But the young guys, they don't really speak. But again, if you really want to make a good career, you can't go far without Russian because of the percentage who are Russian speakers.
0: And you have the neighbor right next door that you can trade with, obviously. The Estonian and Russian trade must be a fairly significant portion of the economy.
1: That's right, yes. So progressive Estonians, they perfectly speak English, they speak Russian, and they normally, I would say, speak some other language like French or German, Italian or Spanish.
0: What about the future of Estonia? How do you think it's going to go? I mean, one of the things that it has such a history, a long history of occupation, uh, both the Germans, the Swedes, everybody seems to have taken their time to occupy Estonia, including, of course, the Russians. Do you think that at some point in in our lifetimes that we're going to see another country kind of step in there and occupy Estonia again?
1: No, I don't think so. But it's going to be part of Europe. So Estonian will lose their identity a little bit. Some people make a joke like Estonians wanted to become independent from Soviet Union. And now they're becoming dependent on European Union. So that's from one union to another union. And they still lose that uh, independency. But economically, it's better to become a European Union country now. But it wasn't... uh, a lot of people did not agree with that. They didn't want an euro to become uh, in use. And there are still crones that are in use. And I think it's a crowns, good thing. Crowns
0: are the currency.
1: Yeah, yes, that's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And
0: right now the exchange rate is, what, 10 to 1 or something, something like, like that? Something like that,
1: yes. Right. Mm-hmm.
0: And so I want before we end, I want to make sure you have a good chance to explain a little bit more about... Maybe your thesis that you had done when you were in university, and and talk a little bit more about those the 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 relationships that that existed and the cultural differences. I, I'm still not so clear that many Estonians say, "Well, the Russians are different," and the Russians say, "The, the Estonians are different." But how? You know, what what is those what are those differences? Like, they, give me some examples. They of,
1: even look differently. I could always identify. This is Estonian, and this is Russian. Not always, I wouldn't say that, but 85%, even appearance. Estonians are um, a lot of blonde there, and that the the type of the face, Mm. it's just different. Russians are uh, different. Plus, uh, on the uh, emotional level, Estonians are known to be kind of, uh, some Russians say, frozen. Uh, they compare Estonians like, with Finnish people,
0: like more cold and more yeah more less cold. less they emotional mild less mm.
1: emotional um but Russians are more emotional, and that's actually um truth, yeah and um yeah that's the, the the, Russians the,
0: are more passionate yeah, more
1: of, passionate a yeah. lot of Estonians get um to married Russian girls because they miss that in Estonian in Estonians.
0: Do you know if the Russians are reproducing any faster than the Estonians, or are both of their reproduction rates are going down?
1: They, I think, both of them are going down, and actually, one of the biggest problem now. I know it's um, if you give a birth now, you get a lot of money from the government because they wanted to the to the population to grow because it's decreasing rapidly, and that's not a good sign for a small country mm-hmm. like Estonia.
0: Right. So Estonia is uh, disappearing before our eyes.
1: <laughs> right, and I think it's a, it's a problem in some of European countries too, like in Scandinavia.
0: Sure, uh, all the countries. Uh, Italy, I believe, has the lowest. I think it's 1.4 reproduction rate versus a 2.1 replacement rate that they would want to have, let's say, if they were seeking to stabilize their population. But you're right. It's definitely an issue throughout uh, all Eastern, Europe, Eastern European economies. Well, Julia, thank you so much for your time. And I really appreciate you uh, talking to me about Estonia and your experience there. And I wish you the best luck here in San Francisco. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Wanderlearn Learn podcast. I will leave you with my favorite Estonian song, one that was very popular during the singing revolution where they overthrew the Soviet Union. It's translated, the title is translated into Beehive. And it was a metaphor for how Estonians need to do what bees do. In other words, go back to their hive, go back home, go back to their roots, go back to their language, go back to their culture, and abandon the Soviet way of life and the Soviet principles and go back to what it really means to be Estonian.